Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Erin Keller. And today we are joined by, out of our Las Vegas office, we have Jess Brooks, wildlife educator. And we have our urban wildlife coordinator, Lauren McLeod. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. Of course. And we thought it was a good time to bring you on because... We're headed into the fall, and you guys have a ton of programming coming up. But before we get into that, I just wanted to touch on, um, Jess, as I said, you're a wildlife educator. Lauren, you're an urban wildlife coordinator. So, Jess, do you want to talk first with explaining kind of what our wildlife education program is here at Endow for people who don't know? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, wildlife education, for the most part, um in my opinion, is one of the most fun things to do because we are showing people that it's it's okay to go outside and explore outside and explore nature. We do a lot of different things. We talk with students. We go into the classroom. We take people on guided hike, guided guided hikes and guided walks. We have all kinds of topics available. We have all kinds of animals that we talk about. We're always including. Um, all the different wildlife that we have in Nevada, all the different habitats that we have in Nevada, and including, um, you know, leave no trace, be courteous on the trail, and really getting people involved with being outside safely and um, being so knowledgeable about the wildlife that we do have. It just covers so much, it's sort of hard to encompass it all just in a few sentences. No, I totally understand, but you did a good job, and I mean, you guys are all, you're all about education, and I hate to say this, like, no offense to anyone else in the department, but I think you guys are some of the more fun people we have, too, because you guys are the one engaging the public, engaging kids, and getting them involved in wildlife. Yeah, Absolutely. Aaron, were you going to say something? Yeah, when I I was a wildlife educator, um, oh, I've in, always forget in one of that. my previous <laughs> positions, and I always used to laugh when people would say, "Like, what do you do for the Department of Wildlife?" And I'd have to explain all the different parts of the job, but it's all fun, and it's all a really cool. Um, you get to you know just educate people on all the different parts of wildlife in Nevada, and um, you can't help but love Nevada when you talk wildlife education exactly and we'll get to it in a second but why it is so relevant is we said they have we have a ton of fall programs coming up because these Jess and the other wildlife educators are the ones that are putting wildlife into the classrooms um so Lauren so we covered wildlife education could you just do a quick recap you're very your job entails a lot of education too um, with urban wildlife yeah, yeah, and it does kind of branch off of a lot of what's involved with um, what Jess was uh, explaining with wildlife education. Uh, when it comes to urban wildlife, a primary focus is educating members of the community and how they can live alongside wildlife. So whether that be conflicts that arise uh, with animals and wildlife in their neighborhoods, 
uh, or it's just becoming familiar with some of the backyard wildlife that they have, so that they can coexist with them in some manner or another. And so this kind of extends to a lot of the neighborhood communities that we have throughout Nevada and HOA communities and providing programs uh, and education to those folks as well as to students in the classroom so that, you know, when they come across those scenarios, they know how to handle them as well. Exactly. You are a great resource for our agency. I know I'm personally always calling you and um, Jess Wolf, who we have in our Western region, just as we get questions on social media, I constantly am messaging Lauren because she has such good information for the public when it comes to urban wildlife. Yeah, it, 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 yeah the programs have a different name, but they're very much... Very similar. Yeah, very similar. And, and the only real difference is that they're in an urban environment. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, we've, we keep mentioning all these programs you guys have, so let's dive into that. Um, who wants to start with what program? I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm just excited to talk about it. Jess, do you want to talk about one of the programs you have coming up this fall and what it is? Sure. So one of the one of the many programs that we have coming up is called Nevada Knockout. This will be this is um, not a pilot program anymore, although it was just a few short years ago. But it took off so quickly and so successfully. We have. So many teachers from all over the United States, mostly Nevada, of course, but we really have so much success with this program and the staff while creating it every single year because we have to revisit it and recreate it for the new upcoming school year. We've really got it dialed in, so it's so exciting for us to launch it for the new school year, and it's so exciting for teachers and students to participate. Nevada Knockout is roughly based on the March Mammal Madness or March Madness bracket style competition. And what we've done is we've taken that bracket and we've included animals from all over Nevada from four different categories or groups. And throughout in 11 weeks, each animal will battle it out for survival. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that one animal will die in every battle, but sometimes they do because that is nature. But through each battle, throughout those 11 weeks, there will be only one winner, and we start with 33 animals. So we go from 33 animals, we battle it out once a week, um, and at the very end, we just have one championship. It's such a wonderful program because every year, there are different animals, there are different categories with different fun names, and the students and teachers within the classroom sort of go at their own pace somewhat, as long as they follow along with the winners that are announced. But it's up to the students to fill out their own bracket, to do their own research. We give zero clues, which is awesome. So. You know, we basically say, here are the animals, go do your own research, fill it out, turn it in, and the students and or classrooms that get the highest points and get right on all those battles get to participate in the following year by picking animals that get to compete. Um, we provide a super cool website with starting points for that research, um, and that can be found through our and our website once the program launches. 
and we're also available for questions, helping students do that research. It's just a super cool, fun program to get people involved to start researching on their own to see what they can find what's out there on these animals. It is such a fun program, and we also post it on social media. So it's fun for even the general public to play along on social media. And you guys do such a great job of putting stories together, explaining the battles. And I encourage everyone to check that one out. And Jess, we recently did a post just talking about general programming we have. And if anyone's interested in getting it into their classrooms, we put some information. And people were going crazy in the comments talking about how much they love Nevada Knockout. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nevada Knockout also includes all those MDSS science standards, the Next Generation Science Standards. So you've got math in there, you've got statistics in there, you've got reading and writing in there. It really covers everything. It really does. That is a popular one. And I, it's just really fun because I remember when we piloted that and now it's, it really did take off. How many classrooms did you say take part in that? 30? Or is there more? I, My way off. <laughs> I, I actually really don't know, only because we're still getting, it hasn't started yet. So we're still getting so much interest. I think we have over 38 schools. Very cool. And it, so schools, could they still, you said they're still signing up for it? Yeah, it hasn't started yet, so we are, we're just about ready to start. Okay, how should they reach out to you about that if they're interested, if someone's listening and they want to get it in their classroom, or even if they're a parent and want to take it to their kid's teacher? You can, so all of that is located um, on our website, but honestly, the easiest way is to just email any one of us, and we can get them to the correct form to get um, all the information that we need. We're always collecting the teacher contact information, how many students are participating, just so we have that open communication during the program. So the best way, honestly, is to email one of us, find it on social media, because it's up, I believe, um, and that interest form, that is one of the options. Okay, and yeah, I'll um, post, if you don't mind, and you're throwing it out there, I'll post all of your emails in the caption of this podcast, too. So if people are listening, they can check there. Yeah, I would say, I would say don't fill our inbox with <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't. But, no, but the, yeah, the social media um, form, the interest form for all those programs, we've got all that, and they're incoming like crazy, so that would be the best option. Okay, good to know. Jess, what's your favorite animal that's been on Nevada Knockout so far? Um, the barn owl, of course. That's my favorite. <laughs> Obviously. Owl. It's got to be an owl, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, what were you going to say, Jess? Oh, I was going to say, when we, when we go through and score these animals, we don't really, like, we don't pick which one wins. We do score the animals ourselves, and numbers sort of play out. So it's not the staff, it's not us saying, oh, this animal's going to win. It is a statistics game. So even though my favorite animal, the barn owl, has never won, that's still my favorite animal. 
Yeah, there's no <laughs> bias involved in your scoring. Or no matter <laughs> how hard Jess tries, <laughs> yeah, the owl does not win. I love the badger that one because they're such jerks. <laughs> it was just fun <laughs> following the badger in his journey last year, right? Wasn't that a badger that won? Um, yeah, yeah, not last year, but the year before. Yeah, that was our very first year. Oh, year the before. Badger won. Yeah. Who yeah. won last year? Last year. Was it the moose? Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, what's your favorite out of the animals? Oh, Sandhill Crane. I was oh. for it. That's a good one, too. That is a good one. Well, we have a lot more to get into with our programming. When we get back from this quick break, you're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. We are joined by our wildlife educator, Jess Brooks, and also our urban wildlife coordinator, Lauren McLeod, joining us from Vegas over the phone. And we are talking about all of the fun programming you guys are working on. Um, we started with Nevada Knockout um, before the break. And another very popular program we have is Know Your Nevada. So Lauren, do you want to explain what Know Your Nevada is? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Know Your Nevada is a classroom program that was developed for fourth grade students. Uh, and it's really amazing. I feel like we always have a, a really good, fun learning environment for the students. And uh, it's a three-part program. And so the lessons are delivered usually over um, one class at a time, separated by about a week or so. And uh, as of last year, we began uh, doing those programs virtually. So now, you know, as we're kind of in this hybridized environment, we can adapt uh, the classroom environment to a virtual setting or an in-classroom setting as well. And essentially what it is is it provides students with the opportunity to learn about their state and about the living creatures that are in it, the living state symbols. Uh, so, for example... You know, the state symbols for Nevada, we have the state bird, the mountain bluebirds, the mammals, the bighorn sheep, uh, the state fish, the hot and cutthroat trout. So they get to learn about all of these different animals over a three-part series where in the first part, they're introduced to the background of these animals uh, and also the habitats that they live in. So where each state symbol lives throughout our state, um, they can utilize maps and really understand the geography components of these different habitats throughout our state. And then coming into the second lesson, once they've kind of familiarized themselves with that, they learn about the different adaptations that help these animals to survive in those environments. And so this really goes into some of those NGSS standards for fourth graders where they do learn about those different characteristics of plants and animals that help them to survive. And then for the third and final lesson, it kind of puts all of these components together into a scenario where they learn about the different conservation challenges uh, that some of our state symbols face. So whether that's the bighorn sheep, whether it's the Lahontan, different aspects 
that uh, these animals might run into when it comes to surviving within our state and how kind of external and internal factors come into play as well. Got it. Yeah. And I remember this is another, is this the second year of this? It's another newer program, right? I believe it's three three years now, Jess, is that correct? Yeah, this is uh, the third year. Oh, okay, time's flying, and I never count 2020 anymore just because it was such a weird year. <laughs> I forget about that year, but I remember we had a podcast. Um, it was the first year, and you guys... I can't remember who all was in it, but we did like a trivia. I know Aaron was here and we did a whole trivia with it with some of the things you guys go over in that program. And it was, it was a lot of fun. That was a fun podcast. Another fun program. Yeah, students have a lot of fun with it too. It's really fun to work with them on it. I bet. Aaron, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just, so how do you develop a program like that? Does it, do you guys brainstorm just like things that you guys want to learn about? In yourselves like being curious people or how does something like this kind of how do you guys come up with like the new questions or the new things to talk about it's the third year for these programs like and they're getting better and better and they're being becoming you know more diverse how does that how does that happen I think it is oh go ahead Beth. <laughs> oh um just super quickly I I would say I think it has a lot to do with all of the awesome personalities that we have in conservation education. I think all of us are just spilling over with so much passion to educate other people. Our brains are never sitting still. So if there's something that we are interested in, we automatically think, oh, the world also needs to know this. So we um, (laughs) sit and think and brainstorm and little ideas turn into huge ideas and then we test it. And before you know it, it's this huge, huge program, and we're always developing more. I mean, who knows? We could have a new program coming out this school year. I mean, who knows? Um, and I, but I didn't want to interrupt what Warren had to say. No, I definitely echo all of that, and we spend about a week every year kind of all getting together and brainstorming those ideas so we can really, you know, spend some solidified time hashing it out and it's a lot of fun because, you know, we really do get to get super creative and spark our own interests and passions about certain topics and, you know, really work together to build off of it as well. It sounds like a lot of fun. And I just am sitting here thinking how creative you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing, I think, to create a, an idea or to like brainstorm an idea, an idea, you know, to like say, I want to learn about that, but then to make it into a successful program like the wildlife educators and have done is is pretty remarkable i think to come up with two programs like this and who knows what else they're going to come up with next year or this school mm-hmm. year um but just that get kids and and people thinking about nevada thinking about nevada's wildlife thinking about and then going one step further and um thinking about conservation and Think, you know, and they follow like this the education standards. And then make it easy for teachers yeah. to take it and put it into the classroom. I think that's pretty awesome. Exactly. It's exciting. And as I said, that post we did, people were also talking about No Year Nevada. You could just tell how much people appreciate these programs being in classrooms. And Jess, you did hint 
you said you never know when a new program might pop up. It could be this school year. Is <laughs> Do you guys have any other programs coming up that are in the works? We we do, actually, yes. Um, I can't hint too much at it, but I do have <laughs> to give credit to some of our AmeriCorps staff members who have tirelessly, tirelessly spent so much time and energy and effort and passion pouring themselves into this. We are at the stages right now where we're just about ready to roll it out to teachers and introduce it. Um, but I can't say I that's can't okay. Say anymore. <laughs> keep an eye out, people. Everyone who's yeah. listening. Yeah, keep an eye out. And I, I just have to add too, it's not just these programs that we make available. I know Lauren and I are um, also always very busy here in the southern region just with um, just standard programming for the general public, so not just students. So we're always out there providing um, education for the general public. And I know that um, all of our counterparts all over the state are doing the exact same thing. So it's not just these programs, but it's all of the programs that are available to really everybody. Got it. Yeah, and um, so what are some of those programs, Jess? I know that we do... I mean, we go to the classroom some, but a lot of ours are off-site and, you know, at cool locations in Nevada, right? Absolutely. Um, I know that in the western region, they have the Oxbow, which is just a beautiful site. And in the um, eastern region, they have just beautiful scenery and trails. In the southern region, we're lucky to partner with a lot of these agencies that have those sites. So we are always out um, providing guided walks and guided hikes and um, large event-style programs where people just general from the public can come and chat with us and go on a walk and go on a hike and um, look for coyote scat and listen to bats and um, just do so many other things that are offered on a regular basis. And, you know, anyone can go to those, families. Students, of course, I believe the Western region up there, their staff are incredible. They've done, like, uh, virtual field trips with students and with the public, too. So there are there's always something to look for. For sure. Yeah, and I just wanted to shout out some of our volunteers, our volunteer instructors that have yes. that helped throughout the state. And uh, so if you're listening to this podcast and you want to get involved or want to help us lead – um, nature walks or birding or bat walks or um, anything like that make sure to reach out as well and uh, we'll get you set up with the right coordinator um, and the right program and then um, Lauren you also have some programs in the work dedicated to urban wildlife which I'm not even sure we've had yet Specific. Yes, it's definitely something new um, that myself and our urban wildlife coordinator up uh, in the West, Jeff Wolf, are working on. And I can't reveal too much about this one either. We're going to keep a little bit of a mystery there as we're going through the development process. But it will have more of a focus on uh, connecting students with the wildlife that surrounds them in their neighborhoods and kind of spark an interest in getting an understanding of those animals. Uh, and how to live and coexist alongside them as well. Uh, so stay tuned, and we will definitely have some more information uh, that we would love to share with the public very, very soon about it. 
It sounds like we'll need to get both of you back in here on a podcast once we have more details yeah, to share. Them, yeah. Yeah, I was um that urban education is uh is definitely intriguing for me. Unfortunately, a lot of kids don't get to get out into the wilderness or out into the mountains or wherever and and see some of those animals that way out there and so connecting them to wildlife that's maybe not that far away from them. Um, it's definitely important, so I'm looking forward to that I, one. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I think, you know, a lot of students don't get that opportunity to understand how close and how accessible some of these wildlife viewing opportunities are, so it's, it's always a pleasure to try to share that with them. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just that, that wildlife's not always scary, and it's not always, mm-hmm. you know that crazy to see something um i think sometimes when we get reports of of certain animals and and we don't react it's people are like why aren't you reacting people want us to react yeah and (laughs) you just say like it's not that far-fetched for them to be there it's pretty i mean we're we're in the wild west kind of yeah and just also as more places develop more i mean we see so much development it's going to become more and more important that people are educated when it comes to urban wildlife. Yep, so definitely. lots of fun stuff. And in the meantime, people could check you guys out in all of the awesome webinars you guys do every day almost. I feel like I look at that calendar and you guys have a ton of different webinars, um, which you could see on our Facebook page. We have them all listed there and there's registration information. So any exciting webinars coming up, you two? We just have a couple minutes, but any that you're looking forward to? Um, <laughs> all of them all of them yeah there are so many though yeah so a little secret is we have to or when we had the podcast on zoom is we would have to schedule it around webinars and there were so many webinars we had to be careful when yep, we, were we had to the fit podcast. in an hour in the middle of all the webinars yeah, and exactly. we pulled the report uh for our fiscal year and we had more than a hundred um a hundred more classes during the pandemic than we did the year before and that's because of all the awesome webinars that were put on yeah so So get on our facebook and you could hang out with lauren and jess in a webinar yeah you can see their smiling faces (laughs) yes (laughs) well thank you both so much for joining us it was good to have you yeah thanks so much for having us oh sorry jess (laughs) of course we'll get you guys back in here um thank you everyone for listening that does it for this week's nevada wild again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.